I'm reviewing here! I am always starting off these episodes with me singing. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I do really wish I could sing, you guys. Like, I really, really do. I did choir in middle school. Yeah, I didn't do it in high school. Oh, I did act in high school, though, in musicals. I did My Fair Lady. I did The Sound of Music. And that's it. Yeah, but I did other plays too. Oh, I didn't even do my entry yet. I'm sorry, it's been a long day. And I always, that's always a horrible excuse. I'm so sorry of saying that's been a long day, but it has been a long day. Hi, everybody. If you're new here, welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here. That's how you're supposed to say it. Scream it out loud as loudly as you can. And then you got to punch a wall too with your, with your head. Anyway, welcome to another episode. My name is Matthew Bussey. I am your host. I am watching and reviewing Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. What is Sight and Sound? It's a British publication. Uh, and uh, it's a publication of the British Film Institute. Yeah, I'll stop talking like that. So um, go on there. Every 10 years, they announce uh, the greatest movies of all time. Film critics, film programmers, film anybody's. They submit uh, what they think are the greatest movies of all time, and I am going through every single one. So you're going to be stuck with me for a while. Did you subscribe? Good. If you unsubscribe, I will find you, and I will hunt you, and I will uh, kill you. Wait, what's the line in Taken that Liam Neeson says? I don't know. I'm not a Taken fan. Love Liam Neeson, but I'm not a fan of those movies. Oh my goodness me, how is everybody doing? Doing well? When is this airing? Oh, this is airing on a Monday. It's going to be April. <gasps> April. Why did I get all excited? I hate April. It's my birthday month. Oh, I hate April so much. My birthday's on a Saturday too, so um, I'm probably going to go out and, you know... No, no, you know, I'm not going to go out and go crazy. Why am I thinking that way? I always act that way, and I don't ever do that. Guys, for my 20th birthday, do you want to know what I did? I saw Scream 4 in movie theaters. That's all I did. Yeah, 2011. That's what I did. In college, like, when you turn 20 or 21, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go drink. I was like, no, I, I don't want to. I just want to go to the movies and see Scream 4. Please, uh, can I go? I saw it at midnight, and it was too rowdy, and I was so pissed off that it was rowdy that I saw it the next day at 10 a.m. So I saw it at midnight and then 10 a.m. And then I got it on Blu-ray, and I watched it, like, 20 times in, like, one day. Yeah, I was obsessed with Scream 4. I love the Scream movies. I love the Scream movies so much. Scream 6, I actually really liked. Nev isn't in it, which really sucks, but it was good. It was, uh, it was, it was good. It was. No, I mean that very seriously. That's not, like, in the, don't misinterpret the tone of my voice no i did really like it a lot it was very fun the ending was it um believable no but are any of the screen movies believable no exactly you don't need to take it that seriously just go and enjoy them they're fun the bloody and i do love melissa barrera she's gonna be in uh carmen that new movie carmen with paul mescal 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 how do you say his name the dude from after sun and and uh uh normal people you know, that guy, the Irish guy. Oh, that's annoying. You know, I just saw an interview too where he said how you're supposed to say his last name and I, I'm totally blanking. After Sun, though, I promise you in 2032, After Sun is probably going to be on Satan Sounds list. I, I, if I'm alive by then and if I 
I'm brave enough to do this entire podcast again, which I probably won't do, to be perfectly honest. I love podcasting. I might I might do a different topic after I'm done this, though. But if I were to do like a repeat, you know, oh, it's been 10 years. How do I, what's new in my life? And uh, oh, cool. I'm going to review all these new movies. I, I bet you that After Sun is like in the 100 to 1 uh, number. Yeah. Great movie. So freaking good. I did not really understand it when I first saw it, but I was blown away regardless. When a movie can do that, it's good. It's not pretentious. It is good. Okay. And I am right. And... And, okay, you know what, guys, you want to know what the problem is? Um, today's episode is going to be a really hard one. You know why? Um, I have COVID. No, I don't have COVID. No, um, this is going to be a hard review to, a hard movie to review because uh, I did not like this movie one ounce. I did not like it one bit. I did not like it one mini bit yeah one yeah I was trying to use the word minutia and like minute but I don't know how to use that in a sentence guys look I'll get into it I'm gonna be very nice um but today we are reviewing uh, a very uh uh surprise it's depressing very depressing movie uh today we are I'm gonna talk about in Vonda's room Okay, um, you know, you guys know me by now. This is what, episode like 18, I think? Um, you know I'm a, I'm a pretty nice guy. I am. I really am a nice guy. I can offer... There, there have been a few movies that I've, I've disliked, but I've, I've nicely explained why I dislike them, which is perfectly okay. You're, let's, that's what this podcast is about. You know, I really want to 
watch these movies and try to interpret why so many film critics and film historians and film programmers, why they think that they really are, deserve to be on the top greatest movies of all time list. Even the movie, again, even the movies I, I didn't like, enjoy personally, I really do try to understand them. But, um, you know, there is a dark side to me. Yeah. You know, there's a line in that movie Bedazzled with uh, uh, Elizabeth Hurley, where Elizabeth Hurley, she plays the devil, and she's all sweet and sexy and nice, and then there's a line where she goes, I'm not all peaches and cream, I do have a darker side. That's kind of me. Now, I'm not evil, no, no, no. Um, But this review, I want to be as politely critical as possible and say that I absolutely hated this movie. I hated it. I hated it. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about the title of the movie or what I just watched or or blink in the direction where this movie's title is. I'm looking at GarageBand right now and I can see the title of the movie. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Okay. And look, I know that's mean. I know that's mean. Um, I respect everything with any movie, with any artistic, abstract, depressing, whatever movie, even bad movies. Look, I respect all the art, not the art, all the effort that went, um, all the effort that went into making the movie. I really do. And I respect the vision. I respect what they're trying to do. I respect even if it wasn't for me and I didn't get it. In Vonda's room, though, I, I truly, it's okay that it's a depressing movie. I get that. But I just hated it. I really, really hated it. I had a lot of issues with it. A lot. This movie is two hours and 50 minutes long. Not 15. Two hours and 50. Cinquenta. Cinquante. 50 minutes long. Two hours, 50 minutes long. 170 minutes long. What is it about? Nothing, really. It's about a very dilapidated building and this really, like, dilapidated town in Lisbon, Portugal, and everyone in this building, it's like an apartment complex, it's dirty, it's gross, everyone there is a heroin addict. Now, if you were to tell me that before I watched this movie, I would go, that sounds depressing, but I'm going to give it a shot. No, critics loved it, and I'm going to give it a shot. But Matt, it's two hours, 50 minutes long. Oh, well... Okay, it's going to be intense, but I'll still give it a shot. I have no problem with intense movies at all. I really like intense movies. I do. Requiem for a Dream, another movie also about drugs. I'll never watch it again because it was so disturbing. Requiem for a Dream, if you if you haven't seen it, just you've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> um amazing, amazing, amazing movie, but um no, it was like literally one movie to this day, I, I cannot sit and watch again. There are, there are other movies. Kids, I'm never going to watch again. I just can't watch it again. Again, very well made and, and honest and raw and real and raw. But uh, no, no. I am putting movies like that in a shelf, in, in a box, and then I'm putting the box in a shelf, and then I'm putting the shelf in a room in a building and the building's 50 miles away and then I'm demolishing the building and then um, the shelf gets destroyed and then I'm burning the shelf that had the remains of the movie in it. Like, it's that kind of thing. Wow, that was like... I could have been a poet. Were you guys moved by that imagery? 
Wow. I used to think I was really good at alliteration, but I'm not. You know, I remember one time, like, you know, in in elementary school, we had to always talk about, uh, try to write like alliterative poems. And mine was really great. I think there was a girl in my class. I can't say her name. I'm going to give her a fake last name. But the alliterative poem that I wrote was... Is alliterative even a word? I don't know, I'm making it up. The alliteration I used was Kelly Kelly Kelly's can't can can because she's a coyote who can't can can. I remember that very vividly. And the teacher didn't like it. No, I didn't get a good grade on it. Ugh, I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, in Vonda's room, no, there's no alliteration. Okay. You know, this may be probably the shortest episode yet because I am going to kind of whip through this. I almost had to give up on this movie. When people tell me that they give up on movies, I freak the hell out. I freak out. I knew uh, I know people the other day who tried to watch Babylon, and they told me that they gave up after the after the first ten minutes. And I was like, "Are you kidding?" And they were like, "Yeah, too disturbing." I'm like, "It's been ten minutes. What are you talking about?" Now Babylon, I didn't love Babylon, but ten minutes? Don't be a wimp. Keep watching it. Like, come on. In Vonda's room, though, I I had, oh my Jesus Christ! I, I'm I'm, you can't see me. I'm I'm on the ground right now. I am actually like squeezing my legs together as I'm talking about this movie because it's making me cringe again just thinking about it. Yeah. All right, so I should talk about the movie. Look, I I am I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about the the you know what it tries to accomplish what I don't think it did very well my my personal issues with it and that's fine and you know what maybe at the end of this I'll I'll confess that maybe it is decently made after all but we'll see in Vonda's room is a movie by uh it's a Portuguese movie by uh this director named Pedro Costa 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 I think I think that's how you say his name he was really uh, obsessed with this neighborhood in Lisbon called, uh, I think it's pronounced Fontanhas, like Fontanhas has, Fontanhas, I think that's how you say it. It's no longer there. It's been demolished. As you can probably tell already from the few minutes into this podcast episode, uh, it is a, it was a very depressing, awful town. A lot of, it's really sad. It's heartbreaking. A lot of poor people live there. A lot of drug addicts, prostitutes, you name it. They all live there. And it was horrible. He was fascinated by this town though. And he actually made three movies all about this. In Vonda's Room was the second movie that he made about it. And he filmed this movie on digital video. You tell, you can tell when you watch this movie that, yeah, it's, it's unbelievably low budget. It's so low budget. It came out in 2000. Uh, and it is so low budget, you can't even tell what's going on. You know, like, there's a scene, probably, I think, like, five minutes into the movie where, you know, there's someone, like, standing, like, in this corner of this room in this, in this, um, you know, really crappy-looking, like, half-torn-down apartment. And then you see his, his, his schlong, and you go, whoa, what? And then, like, you see water, uh you know, drop on him and you go, Oh, he's taking a shower. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see that. You know, that's a lot in this movie. I have nothing against digital storytelling. Uh, no digital video taping. What, what, what do you call it? Yeah, that's fine. He filmed this on digital though. And yeah, you can tell that it is very much, um, 
a movie that looks like someone just got a camera, you know, like a cheap camera and did it. And um, that that's okay. That's fine. He does that. He definitely certainly makes the movie a lot more depressing when doing that. This also is considered a docudrama movie. Now, what is docudrama? That word, you know, where I work, we show a lot of docudrama movies. Docudramas are basically movies that are part documentary, part narrative. So they're part scripted, but there's also documentary in them. It's kind of almost like if you watch a lot of history channel shows or whatever, or travel channel shows, like, you know, when they have real interviews with real people and then they're cross cut with like, uh, lie or not live. What am I trying to say? They're cross cut with, um, you know, scripted scenes of these actors, re- you know, uh, reenacting the moments that they're talking about. That's kind of like a docudrama in, in a sense. Uh, yeah, I paused cause I'm trying to think of like a famous docudrama that came out, but I don't really, I can't really think of one where, where I work, we show a lot. I don't know. I should say where I work though. Cause you know, I'm like crazy. So I don't, I don't know. I think I'm pretty appropriate on this podcast, but it, after this episode though, I'm like a little, yeah, I'm a little shook because this movie made me very angry. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, Costa, Costa, the director, he, Costa was really um, fascinated by this neighborhood and he made a lot of movies about them. In Vonda's Room is a docudrama, docufiction. It features real non-actors in the movie and they're saying, you know, scripted things, but they're non-actors. I pray to God that these are not they're not actually doing what they're doing in this movie. Uh, because just wait. In this movie, you know, the main character, the, titch, the titular, titular? That's, you know, I always use that word in essays and things, but I never say it out loud because it just sounds inappropriate. Titular, yeah. The titular character, Vonda, she's played by a real woman named Vonda Duarte. Duarte. I'm sorry. I don't know Portuguese at all. You know, I, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, I would love to go to Portugal, though. My sister got engaged in Portugal. Vonda is a heroin addict. She lives in, uh, you know, uh, Fontania. She lives in this one apartment building. And this apartment building, too, is also being slowly demolished. Kind of foreshadowing, like, what happened in the actual town. But it's being demolished. Like, these bulldozers, these men are coming down and knocking it down bit by bit. So it's really like it, everything's falling apart and everything's falling apart for Vonda because she's a heroin addict and heroin is bad. <laughs> and um, Costa shows you in the opening scene how I, I can't even explain it in words, how revolting drug addiction is. Vonda is doing heroin with her, her sister, is it her sister or her best friend? I forget. I think it's her sister named named uh, Nella, N-E-L-A, Nella. They're doing drugs. They're doing crack. They're doing everything. I don't even know what, I don't know the difference between crack and heroin or whatever, but they're doing it. And Vonda is caught hacking so disturbingly, it makes you cringe. It makes you cringe. It, in, it, it, it triggers nausea in you it literally makes you go oh god the cough that she does i'm not even going to do it because i do do not want to have a sore throat tomorrow because tomorrow is an important day for me at work but she does that and you know 
Costa, you know, he doesn't move the camera. The camera and all of his and all of his scenes, they're always set in one place, and you just see these random conversations happen with with um, Vonda and her sister. And then you also see other people living in the neighborhood and in this building. They're all drug addicts too. It's horrible. They're talking to each other and literally walking around having these normal conversations about things and there are needles sticking out of their arms as they're walking around. They have these crazy conversations. They talk about a woman that uh, used to live in the building who allegedly killed her baby and put it in a trash can. They're talking about um, everything, anything, just, just anything. While they're incredibly high and hacking, and, you know, there's one moment where Vonda hacks so much that, you know, she basically pukes on her bed. It's disgusting. It's so depressing. Now, look, you may be thinking, but Matt, that's that's what it's really like. You know, it, it's meant to be depressing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I, I wholeheartedly understand that. And I kept watching this movie going, okay, this isn't really for me. It's really depressing. But you know what? It... it Costa does a good job of showing you, like in Requiem for a Dream as well, he didn't direct that, but you know, in, in that movie as well, he does a good job of showing you how awful and pointless drug addiction is, you know? So I stuck with it, and nothing happened. Nothing happens in the movie. It's just scene after scene after scene after scene after scene after scene after scene of drug addiction and people talking and... Long conversations, long boring conversations, and you can't tell what's going on because everything is so dark in the room and everything is just really like gross and, and dirty and you can see the flies on the walls and you can you can like smell the stench, you know, emanating from the rooms. There's a random scene where you see another neighbor you know, changing her, her baby's diaper and you just see her putting diaper rash cream on her son's anus and she's like, Bleh! like just really getting in there. And you're just like, I, I have to laugh. I left one note in here because this actually, this was the last note I made on the movie and then I stopped making notes. What, and I got, pardon my French, what the fuck are they cutting? A monkey? Yeah. There's a scene near the end I think it's probably uh, an hour, no, two hours and 25 minutes in, no joke, where um, Vonda and I think it's her sister or her mom, they go into town, they go to this like, you know, market and they pick up what looks like a dead skinned monkey or like dog or whatever. And they're just cutting it up to pieces. Oh. I hated it. I just, I really, I hated it. Um, this is the first movie, my friends, out of all these episodes that I do not recommend. I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Look, I don't even remember how this ends. Oh, I remember how it ended. There is no ending. There's no ending at all. Nothing happens. Nothing. It is just the most depressing experience ever. Now, look, okay. Silver lining. I just clapped my hands. I don't know if you heard that. Um, maybe there is a silver lining. Look, maybe Costa, the director, he really wants you to feel depressed and he wants you to feel the pain and the anguish and all of that. I wholeheartedly understand that. Drug addiction's terrible. It's horrible 
that this was actually a neighborhood and that this is actual real footage. It's scripted, but it's actual real footage of the neighborhood and everything like that. It, it's uh, it's horrible. And yes, of course, I felt sick. I felt sick to my stomach. I, I did not want to watch this. But then the point is, why would you make it three hours long? 170, okay, close to three hours. Why would you make it that long? Why did it need to be that long? It didn't need to be. It didn't need to be. You can make, this is the, the problem I have with really long movies. Make them long if you really feel like they need to be long. If you feel like you can cut some stuff out, cut it out. <laughs> like, I don't understand when movies are this long. I don't. It's not art. It's not art. It's not art. It's not. You're not making a statement by making a movie this long. I really, really don't. You get your point across, like, after 30 minutes, you know? You do. Now, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There are probably long movies out there. That I may have even reviewed them already. Abstract, depressing movies that, you know, are a little long, but they're very effective. The last movie I reviewed, Morvern Keller, you know, it's it's a, it's a narrative. It's not a slow movie, but no, it's, it is... Uh, incredibly uh not happy and um it does make you cringe but it made its point you know it does that it doesn't make you endure the pain anymore now maybe costa really wants you to do that maybe he wants you to endure the pain in this movie and if he does then you know what this is a good movie because he did his job he made me feel pain he made me want to turn this movie off and never watch it again. And I will never watch it again, ever. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, This movie, you know, it got added to the Criterion Collection, which is a really big deal. It's not available to stream, I don't think, on the Criterion Collection, but it's a Criterion Collection movie. When that happens to a movie, that's a really big deal. That's basically, you know, them saying, wow, you know, your movie was really... uh." It didn't make a big scene when it came out, but we're, we've re, we've re-examined it, and wow, it's good. I've re- I, I read a lot of reviews about this movie, and you know, every review basically said, "This is like when I have an issue with with critics sometimes," because you know, every review I read was, "Yeah, you know what? It's so depressing, but you can't look away from it. You know, it's so artistically done." I disagree. You can look away from it. Is it artistically done? Yes. Did it need to be three hours long? No. Could it have been cut in half and maybe not have like a clear linear narrative, but maybe make it just a little bit of a tighter fit uh, film with that's also depressing, but maybe just a little bit more watchable? Yes. You could have done that. I don't like doing a review like this. I really don't. I, I don't because, look, I get it. I know that. I know all the hard work that goes into making a movie. Um, and this, I it, it I don't like to be mean. I, and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just offering my critique here. You don't have to believe me. If you love In Vonda's Room, good for you. It's totally fine. I just personally, uh, I was disappointed by it. I was, I was very disappointed. I didn't get it. I, I, I didn't. I felt like. It just tried so hard to get the point across that this is a horrible situation and what's happening, what these people are going through is horrible. I got it. I got it. You know, I got it. Did you need, do we need to, do we need to endure that for 
so many hours? No. I just don't think that we needed to. I don't. Now, I I, I think, you know, maybe... I, I haven't watched interviews of, of Costa talking about his movie. And his other movies, too. You know, this is like part of a trilogy, too, about this this neighborhood in Lisbon, Portugal. But... but blah, 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 Portugal. But, um... Every artist is different. I think Costa, he wants you to feel that pain and he does not want you to look away. And you know what? I am going to end this episode kind of, well, not on a positive note, but I am going to say this. Look, I didn't like this movie because it was just too much. It was too disgusting. It was too ugly. It was too depressing. It was too, like, just boring and long and tedious. But Costa, you know, if he wants to make a point about, you know what, like, I want you to be depressed and, and bored watching this movie. I want you to feel their pain as you're watching this movie. He did it. He did his job. He did. I think that's what's been really fun about doing this podcast is just seeing all of these different artists and, and the the films that they're making and what they want you to feel, you know. And he did his job here. I, I think so. I think he did. This is not meant to be an entertaining movie. Um, I think, you know, the irony, though, is that people make movies like this, and it's like, you know, you're meant to endure it once, but then you're not really ever meant to watch it again, you know? I'd, I can't imagine anyone who would want to watch this movie again. I know that's harsh. Again, I know it's harsh, but I just, I mean it. It's, it's, um... I've sat through a lot of movies in my in my life. I've sat through longer movies than this. I've sat through movies that are either just stupid and poorly made or movies that are, are equally more intense, but um, I just, that's a contradiction. Equally intense, that's what I meant to say. But you know what? They, they stick with me. You know, when they're done, I go, you know what? God, that was intense, but geez, that that hit me on an emotional level. And Vonda's room did not hit me at all. It made me want to turn it off. Not just because it was depressing, but more so because it just, it dragged on and 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 on. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I really am sorry because I know I think this is a Monday episode and I don't mean to start the week off so, in such a negative way. But um, look, this was bound to happen. Um, there are a lot more movies to go through on this list and I'm certain that there will be more that I may dislike. It's fine. This is why I love movies so much because you know what? It's fun to watch them. It is. It, it's fun to come across a movie that maybe you disagree with with other people. That's what's so much fun about film critique and film criticism and and whatever all the all that 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 little practice, you know, that you want whatever you want to call it. That's what's so entertaining about it. And you know what, in Vonda's room, no, I was not a fan at all, but look, I watched it. I'm glad I made it through it. I'm surprised I made it through it because I almost had to turn it off, but everyone can make their own art their own way. It's like that song, make your own kind of music. Yeah, I gotta stop singing. Jesus, I'm so sorry. I keep singing. Um, do I recommend this movie? No, I don't. I'm, I'm being blunt. No, I don't. Um, I don't. 
If you don't like me or if you disagree with me on everything I've said, then okay, you can go watch it. It's available, shockingly, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Actually, not shockingly, because HBO, I mean, they're pretty gritty. You know, they, they've, uh, they can be grim. They've shown some, I mean, they show euphoria for crying out loud. That's a very, uh, uh, yeah, PTSD. Um, no, not PTSD. I'm just kidding. You know, I'm sorry, guys. I keep joking about that. I don't mean that. You know, I'm just kidding when I say that. No, Euphoria is, I love Euphoria, but yeah, it's also just an incredibly intense show. I keep waiting for a little less of an intense movie to come up, but I'm just going down the list from bottom to top of Sight and Sound's list, and we'll see what happens. I can take the heat. I think if I've made it through in Vonda's room, I can make it through anything. So you know what, in Vonda's room, good for you. I give you credit for that. Thank you, because you know what? You have made me a little bit braver. I endured you for a long time, and you made me want to cry in a room, but I did it. And I'm glad I watched it. And you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I did. Movies are meant to, I don't know what to say. I'm running out of things to say. Okay, this is on HBO Max, though. If you do want to watch it, if you want to just try it out, it is on HBO Max. I hope that you made it through this episode without um, covering your ears. If you skip through a lot of this episode, I understand because, you know, these movies... Some of them have incredibly sensitive themes and topics. And yeah, In Vonda's Room, hands down, is the most intense movie I've ever reviewed so far for this podcast. So, and you know what? They may even get more intense. So, I'm not going to warn you. No. Um, I always think I should, like, give a trigger warning. But, ugh, no. Because, you know, I say that and then I don't want to scare you guys away. So, I hope you, quote-unquote, enjoyed this episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to I'm Reviewing Here. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It is so much fun doing this. I love talking to you all. I hope you're all being entertained. If you're annoyed by me, well, then unsubscribe. It's really not a big deal. Um, I'm not your dad or whatever, so it's okay. I'm not your guardian. I'm not your guardian angel. What did I take away from Invana's room? Don't do drugs. Simple as that. Don't do drugs because they make you cough. And um, it's just really scary out there, you guys. It really, really is. And drug addiction is real. And in the show notes, you can find a link. To, no, I, I'm not going to add a link to that. Guys, don't do drugs. I'm not going to lecture you on that. Just don't do drugs, okay? My British just came out there. Did you hear that? I just said lecture as lecture. Uh, I don't know why that happened. This is not a British movie. Anyway, I will see you in the next episode. Uh, it's also a long movie, I think. But it's a very exciting movie that by a very acclaimed director that I'm very excited to. That I've never seen any of his movies, so I hope you tune in. Thank you. And um, yes, again, go drink. What did I say at the beginning of this episode? Orange juice. I don't know why I said that. I was running out of, uh, running out of things to say. Orange juice. Go drink that and go watch something happy like, you know, Bambi. It has a really good happy moment with you know <laughs> just kidding bye bye